AM 630 The Word is proud to feature our Church of the Week. Our desire is that you will get to know the pastors and churches in our community and find a church you and your family can call home. Here's the host of our AM 630 The Word Church of the Week program, Director of Ministry Development, Marcus Burgos. Thank you and welcome back to the Church of the Week program. We are so happy to be on the air. My name is Marcus Burgos. I am your host. And you know how we do. We begin with a with a word. And today's word is coming from First Samuel. Uh, David, uh, one of my favorite people in the Bible, and uh, probably many people's one of their favorite people in the Bible, just because he's such a picture of of Jesus. He's such a picture of a, of a normal person as well. Uh, with his ups and downs and his big mistakes. and uh, But here in 1 Samuel chapter 30, something that is, is near and dear to, to my heart, uh, he, he gets rejected by the enemy pretty much. He's trying, to, he's trying to hang out with the wrong crowd. And they say, no, you can't fight with us. We can't trust you. You're too, you're too good of a, of a warrior. What if you change your mind? And then he's on his way back home to Ziklag and and he sees the, the smoke coming from his village. And uh, the men that are with him are just destroyed. Uh, they're, they're, they're just, you know, they've given everything and they come back to nothing. And uh, sometimes we feel like that. And they, they spoke of stoning David, the Bible says. You know, they, were, they, didn't knew who, they didn't know who to align with and they were about to attack their leader. And uh, but David David tells the priests, and I, and I really like this part. He says, "Hey, go go get me the ephod. I got. I can't. I can't talk to a pastor. I can't talk to a brother or sister. I have. I have to talk to the Lord for myself. I have to go before the Lord on my own. I have to have a one-on-one with the with the man himself. And he does. And he says, "Hey, if I go, would you give me the victory?" And the Bible says uh, in verse. Eight. God's response to David is pursue, for you shall surely overtake them and without fail recover all. I think that's such a great comeback story. The stage is set, the way I'm seeing it, the stage is set uh, for a great comeback. And a lot of times, you know, you watch Hollywood, you watch the movies, and, and the whole first two acts is setting up for the comeback and for the big reveal and for the big victory. And I just feel that our loving city, our great state, this United States of America and this world, we are getting ready for a comeback. And I want you not to quit. I want you not to surrender. David was feeling tired, just like the men were, but he encouraged himself in the Lord. And uh, that's, that's uh, I believe, verse 6 in that chapter. And man, what a testimony and what an encouragement to us. And today we have a great comeback story. And we're going to talk about that story, but there's a comeback story in you that I want you to tap into. And I want you to have your victory. You could read the rest of chapter 30 of 1 Samuel and find out how it worked out for David and, and the guys. But today we're going to talk to Pastor Phil, and he is the senior pastor at New Braunfels Bible Church. And we're going to hear a great comeback story, Pastor. I'm so glad that you're back with us today and you reached out to us because you have a great story. And this is exactly what we want to share today. So welcome back to KSLR and the Church of the Week program. Thank you, Marcus. 
So let's uh, let's do a little bit of an intro. Uh, how long have you been at New Braunfels Bible Church? New Braunfels Bible Church was born 18 years ago, give or take a few months, and I have been there since the beginning uh, of New Braunfels Bible Church. So I've been here for 18 years. Are you from Texas? Are you originally New Braunfels, San Antonio? Where are you from? I'm not from here, no. I actually moved here from Chicago, and I'm originally from the Pacific Northwest. And uh, as uh, many pastors would tell you, I've been around a few different states and a few different countries as well. But uh, the gospel seems to work everywhere I go. So Amen. that's the good thing. And uh, I've been here, really uh, been challenged and blessed serving the Lord in New Braunfels at New Braunfels Bible Church. Amen. The product that we offer doesn't fail. Yes. The good news. Yeah. We, a couple of years ago, went through uh, the big freeze. Some call it Snowmageddon, and many people made snowmen and had great times, a couple of days off from work. Uh, but for others, it was not so pleasant. And I want to talk to you about your experience during what we call Snowmageddon. I could actually start this like most uh, churches and pastors experienced starting early in 2020, the effects of COVID. Mm -hmm. And this was very disruptive for a lot of churches. Uh, There was division among churches, uh, within churches, because people were wondering, is it safe? Should we be meeting? Should we not be meeting? And every church had to deal with this. And I believe that was a, a battlefield that was causing struggles. Many churches shut down for a number of months, Uh, some for longer, some for shorter. And so it was on the heels of that that New Braunfels Bible Church had started meeting up again, and we were getting things rolling. And then, as you put it, Snowmageddon happened. On February the 15th of 2021, it was a, a night where, as much of the state knew, we were having rolling blackouts, and there were very cold temperatures. And in uh, New Braunfels Bible Church, we had a pressurized fire sprinkler system. And because of the combination of a lack of power and the freezing temperatures, it burst. And uh, I think six or seven maybe different pressurized pipes burst. And as I will now humorously put it, they baptized our facility with tens of thousands of gallons of water. And when I came in at about 7.30 on the night of February the 15th and looked at what was happening, it looked like a rainforest cafe that just had not actually stopped the water from flowing. The ceilings were dripping down. All of the floors were, were ruined. And And that began an amazing, as you will put it today, comeback story for a church. And there there are a lot of things that could be said, but to put it in a simple terms, we had to stop meeting again. We had nowhere to meet. But then we were able to refurbish a family center and set it up so that we could have our services in there and began now to work on the auditorium. You know, a lot is said about the definition of church, and part of the arguments of what brought COVID or what happened with COVID was that, you know, we don't need a building. You know, we are the church. We are the ecclesia. We, wherever we go, the church is. And yes, there is truth to that, but we do need to come together. We need one another. It's not good for man to be alone, and that's not just in the marital sense. Yeah. Uh, so the fact that 
the brick and mortar, that address, that place, it becomes what the Old Testament calls the, 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 the city of refuge. That's a good point. In a spiritual sense, that is a reality for many uh, people. They need to have a safe place where they can meet with God and with other Christians. Uh, I wish I could say every local church was like that. It's not. But you you mentioned the Greek word ekklesia, and that's an interesting word that was chosen for church because it means literally assembly. It was used not just of churches. It was used of government organizations, city councils, that kind of thing, where they had an assembly. It was a gathering together. And when the author of Hebrews is talking to Christians, he says, as you see the end drawing near, do not forsake the gathering together of yourselves. This is really important. We need each other, and it doesn't work the same when you're flipping on your your computer screen or, or your television uh, as it does when you meet with other believers Lift your hearts and your voices in praise and worship and hear God's word taught with other Christians. And it's not necessarily the style, you know, mm-hmm. that matters. Yeah. Because if you are in a, you know, the, the, the church that with live bands and, and heavy drums or the church that r- sings from the hymnals or someplace in between, whatever that whatever style they do there's still the atmosphere there's still the brother the sister there's still somebody there uh that that you you can connect with that you can mm-hmm. speak with that you can pray for or be prayed by you know so that that coming together is is imperative so much so that the bible says it yeah and our, at new bromble's bible church our the acronym for for what our DNA is, is grace. And that acronym stands for five things. Uh, that The first is growth, and then relationships, and then adoration, caring, and evangelism. But right in the middle, that adoration, mm-hmm. that is something that happens, and it happened in the Old Testament as well, that Israel would come together on feast days, and they would lift their voices in praise and adoration to God. And the idea that you can do that in isolation, uh, yes, we can worship the Lord, but the gift that we have is gathering together with others. I mean, I know I know it's Old Testament. A lot of people tend to, you know, we're a New Testament church and we want to erase the old, but I don't think so. Nope. Uh, Leviticus 23 uh, gives us, it, you know, God says, you're going to meet with me in these seven feasts and you're not coming empty handed. You know, I want all of y'all to come to my house. On these, on these feasts. Do you think that God said all of y'all? <laughs> I don't, I don't know if he did or not, but if he did, you know, he was a, the first Texan. Uh, anyway, but you're, you're exactly right. The, the gathering together is, is so important. And as I, uh, see, I've been blessed really by the congregation as well, coming back together and uniting as we have worked together to uh, attack this massive job of of restructuring 
and renovating and really coming up with a brand new virtually auditorium. So, so tell me, tell yeah. me a little bit about that because you know there's no victory without a struggle. You're right. the uh, The expenses in something like this are are kind of uh, awesome. They're very difficult, and and I know a lot of the members of the church and others have uh, given sacrificially to help alleviate some of that, but. As you go, you are step-by-step trusting in God. I don't think this is any different than an individual's life. Everybody listening to us today uh, would probably have a story or two at least of some struggles that they are having in just the last year or two. It could be financial or relational. Uh, It could be emotional. The stress levels are off the planet with your children what's been going on at local schools, and all of these things could come together, and you would say, boy, I've got a, a number of struggles. As we have gone through this as a church, we have been reminded, it doesn't say in the Bible, trust in the Lord and everything you can do. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. You know, seek first his kingdom, and his righteousness, all these other things will be added unto you. And I'm not trying to belittle what's happened. We've had certainly a lot of struggles, but uh, as we come up to our grand opening of, of that uh, in a, just uh, on the 29th of this month, this, this is going to be a celebration of God's yes. provision. How would how would you say because you 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 rattle off a couple of verses that are that are excellent I love them I was I was repeating them in my mind while you're while you're voicing them uh, but the one that I would I would jump to right after that is is Romans eight twenty eight how how would you say now that you're we're we're a couple of days from the grand opening uh, that that this worked for the good you know it it really reminded every one of us that there are tragedies that happen in life. We are not going to be able to predict them. I don't know what tomorrow will bring. And uh, as we look around the world, we have brothers and sisters who are suffering far greater than we are. So what's going to happen, we don't know. But it is actually in those times that we stop trusting in ourselves or relaxing in what we have been able to put together. When when James wrote, consider it a joy, my brothers, when you encounter various trials. I hate that verse, but it's really a yeah. wonderful truth. And he says, because the testing of your faith produces endurance. And then let that endurance have its perfect result, that you may come out of this process perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. He's talking there about a maturity uh, that comes through life. Uh, I don't think that any Christian who has not faced uh, a, a tragedy or a trial that is really deep in their life can really understand spiritual maturity. That's an essential part of God's process. So that's where this has brought us. It's brought us as a church family, uh, as leaders, as workers, everybody coming together, uh, contributing and offering their gifts, uh, their abilities, and together um, something that none of us on our own could have done. 
God has done using his children. Amen. Amen. There, there's a, in leadership, and when you study or you follow somebody that is uh, trying to build leaders, it, a lot is said about synergy and how, you know, when we come together, we can do a, a whole lot more than we, we could, you know, the sum of our, of our individual product. Uh, how, how has the church's synergy? Now, I would not just say a group of people. But with with God on your side, you know, with with all that has come against you uh, in this that 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 morning or that that afternoon when you walked into the property, I I don't I don't ever want to know that feeling. Uh, but how 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 was that synergy? How was that? You see that that movement uh, to where we are. Uh, today and soon to be, I don't know if you're going to cut a ribbon, but that would be awesome too, uh, in, 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 in the grand reopening of New Braunfels Bible Church. Well, yeah, it, this is, uh, the, the synergy, as you call it, is, is something that I am happy to say that even that night, as I uh, stood in a dark room, uh, auditorium, and because all the electricity was That's off, right. yeah. and the water had a, was has we have a lake in there, and uh, we're trying to push water out the doors. And, and if you ever want to have an impossible task, you know that's what it is. You you push some, and it's immediately filled up again. That kind of a of a setting. What I saw that night and straight through until now is that with multiple setbacks and trials. Um, it's been very difficult during this last period of time. We really thought we would be back in in January. But supply chain problems that all of a sudden something that should take a month took three or four. Those kinds of things kept reminding us, don't trust yourself. Leave that to me. The things that you can't control in life those are the things that Satan wants to get you to uh, be depressed about and get down about. But those are the times that you can bring them to the, the cross, really, and just say, Lord, we can't handle this. So we're going to trust you, and we're going to rejoice in you. You know when it says that the, the joy of the Lord is your strength? Yeah. That really is a way to kick Satan in the teeth because all he really wants is to defeat us and get us down. Once you say, listen, this is something that's happening, that's going on, it's not something I would have chosen, but I'm going to say thank you, Lord, for what you're doing in my life and in this church, and that's what we're going to focus on. Wow. So it was not just the snow. It was not just the water. Uh, supply chain. I mean, there's a whole list of things that were stacked up against you. I could imagine how that how that felt. You should write a book or at least a column. <laughs> well, we, we've kept we've kept track of a lot of this. Uh, you know, the books that are uh, going to be really, I don't know, the testimony of God's grace are are those books of uh, His works which will be seen when we stand before Jesus. Yes. And nothing, of course, will eclipse the cross and, and his nail-pierced hands. 
But there will be on that day a recognition, as I think it was Paul who wrote it in, to the Corinthians in 1 Corinthians 4. He says, you know, nothing, you don't have anything that you have not received. And so if you haven't got anything that you didn't receive, why do you act like it's something that you did something to get? You didn't do that. God gave it to you. He gave you your life. He gave you uh, your air to breathe and the food to eat. He gave you an awareness of himself because he had to reveal himself at the cost of his own son's life. That's what he did to rip that curtain from top to bottom so you could have access to him. So guess what? You've got a whole lot to say thank you for. And anybody who doesn't know Jesus, this is, this is the God who loves you, who sent his son. That's a love that's greater than anything else. Trust in him. You, <laughs> you really put it back into perspective uh, because the greatest thing, against us was sin and 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 that price has been paid for so whatever materials are on back order or waiting or whatever raise you're praying for or god i hope my car gets fixed or all these other things become so secondary yeah and the number one issue that we really need to deal with in these last days is the sin issue Pastor, I want you to, to do a couple of things in, in these last moments that we have. Talk about that, but at the same time, you talked about uh, being grateful, Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sunday, you're going to have a Thanksgiving service yeah. at, 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 the, at the reopened auditorium. Amen. Yeah. So why don't you take yeah, some time. Uh, That's on the, the 29th of May. Uh, we're finally going to be able to, uh, to move back in. Um, not everything will be ready to go uh, it, the way that it might ever be, but that's that's not the thing. We are we are thankful and we're praising God, and and we're not really putting on a show on mm-hmm. on this day either. Uh, I don't know how you actually prepare for a grand opening. Uh, I suppose that if you're a business and you're having a grand opening, you get information out and and you give away free stuff or something like that. But the focus of our thanks here is not a person in the pew or something, although there are many to say thank you for, uh, to it is a thank you to God. And that eclipses, again, everything else. So... Uh, you know, any who who come to New Braunfels Bible Church on the 29th, uh, you know, we can all gawk and look around and say, wow, isn't this great? Isn't this beautiful? I want you to know there's nothing in that building that would be worthy to be pavement mm. in heaven. That's right. So we're going to see some far greater things. But what we're going to do on that day, we're going to adore our Lord and Savior. We're going to say thank you to him. And... Uh, and just reflect uh, on how he has consistently done this throughout time with his people Israel, with the church, and with individual Christians. Where's your church at? It's uh, in New Braunfels. It's on right on Loop 337, which is the uh, major loop that goes uh, around um, the, uh, the city of New Braunfels. Uh, and... Uh, 
it's one of those things these days people uh was telling me that where they are like here at 6 30 the word yeah you know what i do I put it in uh, Google. I say, show me where I'm supposed to go. Exactly. So if anybody has any questions, New Braunfels Bible Church is right there uh, on the main loop, 337. So Google New Braunfels Bible Church yes. and uh, and get there. What time should we be there? Okay. Well, the, the service, uh, we, we're canceling uh, all the other uh, classes that we normally have, and the service will be at 1030 on May the 29th. Pastor, wow, what a what a blessed program this has been, uh, especially because uh, you didn't quit, you know, and uh, you had you had ample opportunity, you know. There was probably several times that you could have said, "Okay, now this is this must not be God's will," <laughs> you know. And we like to use those, uh, but you kept on pushing, you kept on going, you got up, and you kept on uh, you kept on doing what you knew to do, and because of that. Uh, and because God, the joy of the Lord is your strength, uh, we're, we're going to be celebrating a grand reopening to New Braunfels Bible Church uh, on May 29th. Yes. And the start time is 10 a.m. 10.30. 10.30 a.m. Well, they could be there a little bit early. They sure can. Yeah. We'll have refreshments. And uh, so uh, San Antonio, New Braunfels, wherever you are, get on 35, get to church Sunday to New Braunfels Bible Church. You can Google it. You'll get the address. And at 10, uh, you can be there and shake pastor's hand and give him a big old hug. And uh, we would appreciate seeing you there. Pastor Phil, thank you so much for coming here tonight and giving us this great news. Thanks, Marcus. Good to be here. God bless you, San Antonio. Thank you for joining us today as we featured our AM630 The Word Church of the Week. We hope that during this past half hour, you got a chance to know the pastor and learn something about their church. We encourage you to get involved in your local community church. If you'd like to nominate your pastor to be featured on an upcoming Church of the Week program, submit your nominations at am630theword.com.